Good morning. It's March 28th, and welcome to Doing Life, Daily Devotions for Finding Peace in Stressful Times. This is the audible companion to the book of the same name. Today's topic is Practice, Practice. A couple was walking down Broadway toward Columbus Circle in New York City. Disoriented by the tourist map, they struggled to unfold in the wind. They stopped and asked a street musician if he knew how to get to Carnegie Hall. The man stopped playing, looked up from his old worn guitar, and said, Everybody knows that. Practice, practice, practice. This is my fourth year of taking violin lessons. I took it up at age 59. I asked my teacher recently when I would go from someone who plays the violin to being a violinist. He laughed. Hmm. My musical education started with trumpet, the cornet technically, in the sixth grade. I remember clearly putting shelf paper on the outside of my worn cardboard case to make it look better on my bicycle rack while I rode the two miles to school. I went on to play the horn all the way through college. Probably because I could read music, I became involved in choir by high school and have sung bass in some group or other ever since. Along the way, I picked up a little piano, a little guitar, but never really became at all proficient in either. No, the violin was to be my first real musical effort since the trumpet, and I was anxious to learn an instrument that I could play quietly, perhaps calming myself, without driving other people out of the house, as a trumpet is wont to do. My initial concentration was on simply learning the proper left-hand position, the location of the notes on the fingerboard, and the proper bowing technique. As my rudimentary skills accrued, I became more and more aware of the subtleties of every aspect of play. I recalled a conversation from 20 years ago with one of the Juilliard postdoctoral students who attend Kniesel Hall every year in Blue Hill, Maine. We were sailing on my father's island packet, and I asked this 22-year-old Asian violinist how often did she play a wrong note? Through my uncle, fluent in Chinese and Japanese, who was acting as translator, she made it clear that she just didn't understand the question. Uncle Don put it to her in slightly different words, and she laughed out loud. Turns out that she hadn't played a wrong note in her recollection since she was maybe five years old. She thought by wrong I had meant poor interpretation. She said the violinist learns technical proficiency through practice. That's true. But what she learns eventually is that one has to let the intent of the composer come through your playing. It's about letting the instrument sing, but doing so not just with the correct notes, but with the feelings that the composer wished to express. In one sense, the violinist needs to get out of the way and let the emotions that the writer intended shine through. But in another, she admittedly learns to overlay her own feelings onto the interpretation when she plays. So practice becomes not about technique, but about being a conduit for the genius of the composer. It occurred to me that in our Christian faith, a similar situation arises. Many people think that by being good, that is to say by both resisting temptation and proactively serving others, that they are becoming better or more accomplished Christians. As their good works accumulate, they start to think that they are earning faith brownie points. They create a pressure on themselves to never miss a quiet time, or journaling, or church service, or committee meeting, or choir practice, or food pantry serving line, or whatever it is. They castigate themselves when they sin with an expletive or an uncharitable thought, or give in to lust, or alcohol, or gambling, or any other addiction. 
They think that practicing the technical aspect of Christianity, i.e. being good, is the same as sanctification. Sanctification is used in several different ways theologically, but generally refers to holiness, either as a process or a state of being. Different Christian denominations use the term with slight variations. It can refer to the sanctifying Holy Spirit indwelling at the moment of conversion, but more commonly refers to the process whereby we become more and more Christ-like. If one views this process as simply doing more good works and resisting temptation, it becomes that practice of technique that might lead to the right notes, but misses the essence of what God intended. God gave us Jesus for a reason, not only as a teacher and example, but the ultimate living sacrifice, who would take away our sin and grant us forgiveness in a life eternal. But God also gave us the Holy Spirit, and the idea is to let the Spirit work through us. We are the vessel. We are the aqueduct. We are the violinist that can hit the right notes, but also the one who allows the love of the Spirit to flow outwards in our daily lives. The music we produce with good deeds will be just notes on a page, unless we let the love of the composer shine through, and then the melody may soar with the heart of the composer. If sanctification is viewed as an ever-increasing series of good works, then Christianity becomes a do religion. That's not Christianity. Christianity is about grace, about getting what we never deserved in the past and don't deserve now. It's about our love relationship with the composer of all our music. The good we do in the world needs to be because we are so in love with Jesus that we just can't help but do good. The Spirit of Truth will guide you into all the truth. He will not speak on his own. He will speak only what he hears. The Spirit will receive from me what he will make known to you. John 16:13. No branch can bear fruit by itself. It must remain in the vine. Neither can you bear fruit unless you remain in me. John 15, 4. Father God, we love you because you first loved us and brought us into your family as adopted sons and daughters. Help us to allow the Holy Spirit, who embodies your love for all mankind, to flow through us to others. Let others see the music of a loving creator shine out of us, giving the glory to the composer and not the musician. Amen. We'll see you tomorrow.